0: And good morning, Facebook. This is Double Your Sales with Barney Cohen. And every Saturday morning, I do an installment called Barney's Business Basics. I'm up to number four. I'm going to do this every week. And so uh, this will be, uh, when I'm done, it'll be a slow-moving presentation of everything I know about running a business in capsule form. Uh, There'll be little tiny lessons that you can take one week at a time if you'd like. I'm posting them to YouTube. So you can go to my YouTube channel and uh, see as many of them as often as you want for no charge. The, um, uh, to get me on YouTube, type in Barney Cohen or Barney the Business Guy Cohen, and up will come my YouTube channel. And I would be uh, very pleased to have you subscribe. It doesn't cost you a dime, uh, and you can get access to uh, all my stuff that's there. This is number four of my Barney's Business Basics. And the first four installments would basically be what I'd call chapter one, the very uh, beginning, the stuff that you have to have to make a business. And so chapter one was definitions or installment one. And then installments two, three, and four, which is concluding today, are what are the necessary ingredients of a business. And in installment two, I said, Necessary ingredient number one is a product. You have to have a product if you're going to have a business. You've got to have something to sell. Necessary ingredient number two is a customer. Having a product doesn't do you any good unless somebody buys it. So you've got to have somebody buying your product, hopefully a whole bunch of somebodies. Uh, and without having customers, you don't have a, a business either. They're like absolutely Necessary. Uh, I likened the process, or the uh, I used a, an analogy of making bread. There's three basic ingredients in bread, and if you don't have them, you don't have bread. And if you do have them, you can make bread. And in, in bread, the three basic ingredients are water, flour, and yeast. And so in business, we have these three basic ingredients as well. And the third basic ingredient that we're going to talk about a little bit this morning is you. And no business works unless somebody is running it. And that somebody in the very beginning is you. As your business grows, it will be you and somebody else. Uh, hopefully, again, if you build a thriving business, it will be you and a whole bunch of people. But on day number one, uh, this business is you. And if you're not there to run it, you will not have a business. You, In other words, it can't happen unless you do the work. So you've got to get in there and do the work. Um, so I, I like to tell you why I I get to that and and why that's important for for, uh, uh, running and operating a business. Um, uh, All great businesses have something in common, and that is that they do everything well. Uh, Maybe they're not perfect, uh, but they do things really, really well. So if you look at any of the great businesses out there, you'll see that if you started keeping a scorecard for how they're doing, you'll see that they're consistently getting A's on almost everything. And where they fall down and don't do quite um, uh, as well, they uh, they learn to improve it and they do it better. Because the, the, what great businesses have learned is that in order to succeed in business, they need to do Uh, everything well. And they need to do everything well over and over and over again. And the reason why that's so important is just they don't do something well. Something is going to suffer. Your customers will notice, and there will be some negative consequence. They may buy from you less frequently or not buy from you at all. Uh, you, You have to make a commitment to doing every single thing well in a business. One of the things that I notice is that great businesses, even though they do make mistakes uh when they make a mistake they fix it uh and they fix it uh pretty quickly so take a few seconds to think about that think of let's start by thinking of say three to five businesses that you think are great Uh, because i live in seattle i tend to use seattle examples because often i talk to people who are here in seattle and when i use seattle examples then um Uh, people know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, business, I'll give you an example of some businesses that are based here in Seattle that people think are great. Uh, One would be Costco. Costco is a great business. People that love Costco really love Costco. And one of the amazing things about Costco is they do everything well. I mean, when I think about all the things that are problems for other retailers, it seems like they've addressed it. Uh, I'll give you one example. I never wait very long in a checkout line at my Costco store. It can be crazy crowded. And yet I never seem to wait even five minutes to check my stuff out. And when I do go to check my stuff out at Costco, they're fast. They're fast and efficient. And they just whip right through it. It's it's amazing to me how efficient they are at a process that so many other uh, consumer stores and grocery stores struggle with. Uh, Another example of a great company here is Starbucks. Starbucks is based in Seattle, and there's a Starbucks on every corner. I know there's other big cities where there's a lot of Starbucks, but it's really pronounced here in Seattle. You can really see a lot of Starbucks if you come to Seattle. Uh, And one of the things they say is, we're going to make your cup of coffee right, and we're going to make it right every time. And if we don't, we want to make it right. Well, that's a really powerful statement. And yes, there have been times when I've gone into Starbucks, and it hasn't been perfect. Uh, or there's something about it. Uh, once I went into my local Starbucks uh, where they see me a fair amount, uh, and and uh, the the line was moving sort of slow. There' also another company that's really concerned about moving people through the line uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and a manager who saw me said, you know, we're having a little struggle this morning. We have a new employee, and she's just learning her job, uh, and we're moving the line a little slower. Let me give you a free drink card as a way of saying I apologize for the line moving a little more slowly than usual. So instead of it taking me maybe four minutes of waiting in line, it took me five minutes of waiting in line. And for that, I got a, a card that said here's a free drink for to use in, in the future that's a little something but Starbucks is paying attention to the little something and um and they're uh and, and they and they uh have learned that by paying attention to the little somethings it avoids a lot of the problems that would fall into the bigger category but even they have problems in the bigger category as well and they had one recently that I think is worth talking about and that is uh they had Uh, A situation in Philadelphia where two black men came in, did not order anything, sat down, uh, and the manager asked them to leave. And I think Starbucks has a policy that you can't just come in and loiter. And uh, I don't know. I wasn't there, of course. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but I can tell you the whole thing went viral, and it became a national story. I certainly heard about it on my smartphone news feed, and it made the headlines for uh, several days uh, one of the ways it really came home to me was that Starbucks had a response that was almost immediate. Within 24 hours, they just said, they, first of all, they apologized to the two men and did everything in their power to make it up to the two men involved. But then they said, we're not doing a good enough job, and we're going to close all our stores all over the country for one day to give diversity training. And that was powerful. The people here in Seattle, the employees here in Seattle, really respected that Starbucks responded and they responded so quickly in a way that made them feel that they were addressing the situation. That's a wonderful response to a problem and I've got a feeling that Starbucks is probably not going to have exactly the same problem in the future. Uh, And instead of having horrible press for weeks on end and, and it hurting their business, Starbucks got good press and I'll bet you it helped their business Uh, contrast that to say um, the incident with United Airlines where United had a policy of bumping people and they let a man on uh, to the uh, airplane and gave him his seat and then decided to bump him from the flight after they had seated him. Well, he didn't want to go and they got the police to come and drag him out of the plane kicking and screaming. Well, you know, that went viral, too. Uh, United Airlines did not handle that well. They did not respond to the crisis quickly. They did not uh, uh, respond to the crisis correctly either, and it dramatically hurt their business. They certainly left a bad impression uh, on the other people that were on that plane watching this thing uh, unfold in horror, of course. Um, uh, so this leads me to, you know, conclude that 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 Starbucks or Costco have learned that if they're going to succeed in business, they need to do everything well. Even maybe the things they're not inclined to do well, they've learned that they need to do everything well. Uh, conversely, and I won't take time on that today, I think you can think of examples of, custom, of companies that don't do everything well, and you can see how these companies are probably not going to survive in the long run unless they figure it out. Uh, They have major customer service issues, or they don't tell the truth. Or we can go on and on uh, with examples of companies and big companies that don't do everything well. And when big companies don't do everything well, uh, they are going to suffer because of that. Um, Okay, so this is like a great paradox. Uh, Businesses need to do everything well, but you, the business owner, and this is how I tie it back into the point of this whole uh, uh, talk this morning, you, as a business owner, don't do everything well. And I don't mean you specifically. I mean you, all of you. I'm talking about you, uh, every one of you that's listening to me. I'm talking to, to you about myself. I don't do everything well. I've not yet met a person who does everything well. I mean, I know we can get a little sarcastic here and say, oh, I do everything well. Well, no, you don't. Um, there are, uh, if you're even the slightest bit honest with yourself, uh, you'll admit that there are some things you do really well and there are some things that you don't do really well. And uh, there are some things that you're really good at and then there are some things that you are really not very good at. Um, uh, uh, So it it would be uh, good to learn how to deal with this and learn how to deal with this early uh, in the growing of your business. This is a hard thing to deal with if you wait until you're 50 or 100 employees and you've got lots of sales, uh, because it means you've got lots of habits that are built around you not accepting the fact that you don't do things well. Uh, so before I go any further, let me give you an example or two of things I do well or an example or two of things I don't do well. Uh, I went into the music business, and I really liked music, and so I liked talking to people about music, and I found that I got really, really good at it. I got, I was really good at Asking people what kind of music they like, what kind of music they like to listen to, what kind of concerts they like to go to, uh, what did they listen to when they were relaxing, what did they listen to when they wanted to go out dancing. And uh, I found that it was a subject that I could talk to anybody about at any time. And it's it's amazing. It doesn't matter who the person was, how old they were, how young they were, what their background was, whether they're rich or poor or anything else, people like to talk about music. And uh, it was something that I got really good at, uh, and I loved uh, doing it. Um, an example of something I never got good at, I never liked adding up long columns of figures. I was good at math, but I was, you know, I just, the drudgery of just adding up figures over and over and over again, it's just something I didn't enjoy doing. So those are two simple examples of mine that, that give you an example of things that I was good at or things that I wasn't so good at. Um, so I would like you to learn to bring this concept into your business. I want you to understand this paradox, if you'll call it that, of a business needs to do everything well, but you, the business owner, don't do everything well. And when you, A, accept this paradox or this problem, and B, take some steps to uh, bring the solution for that into your business, your business will get much much stronger and it'll get much stronger in a lot of ways and i hope they are obvious to you and if they're not i will make the points as we go along through these uh, barney's business basics you'll see this concept cropping up all the time of if you're not good at it let somebody else do it which is what we're going to try and, and get to so i'm going to i'm going to uh i'm going to tell you A method of dealing with this problem or this paradox. And it's worked for me and it's worked really well for me. I do this all the time. I do this at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Uh, In the beginning, you might want to do this more often, once a month or once every quarter. It's easy to do. It's sort of fun when you get into it. And it's amazing the way it can help you improve Your daily life and this isn't just for a business owner this is for anybody this is something that will help you live your life better and it's particularly important for those of us that own businesses so I'm going to ask you to make four lists list number one I want you to make a list of everything you like or love about being in business I will give you one example of that for myself so you can see what the kind of uh, uh, thing I'm talking about. Um, uh, one of the things I like or love about being in business is I love my product. I love music. And so that's, that's something I loved uh, doing. I like it and I love it. Okay, now we're going to make list number two. And you want this list to be as long as possible and even be a little silly. Don't worry about how big it is. There's no right or wrong answers here. The more things you put down on this list, the more value it will have for you, even if it's a stretch. So make a list of everything you like or love about being in business. List number two, make a line or think you know what's coming here. Make a list of everything you don't like, dislike about being in business, or even hate about being in business. For uh, some of you, uh, there are things like, uh, you know, unpleasant customers, that's for some of you, it will be, uh, I hate paying the bills, uh, and it's not so much a question of whether I have enough cash or not, it's just, I hate to sit down and do it, I'd rather be working on my business rather than paying my bills. Well, guess what, paying your bills is working on your business, so somebody's got to do it. Um, the, the, uh, an example of something that I disliked or hated about being in business, I already mentioned one, I hated taking the time to add up long columns of figures, and uh, I had, seemed to have a fair amount of that in my business until I learned how to put things into systems. So um, a, a good example for me of something I disliked was adding up long columns of figures. Okay, list number three is similar to list number one, but there's a slight difference and there's an important difference, that I want you to, to note what the difference is. I want you to list the things you're really good at, and that may not be the same as things you really like, but it's similar. And uh, certainly list number one, things you really like and love, and list number three, things you're really good at, is going to have quite a bit of correlation, where the things are going to be related to each other. Uh, But uh, things I'm uh, really good at, I'm really knowledgeable about music. Uh, Other things I'm really good at, I found I was really good at talking to people. Um, Other things I was really good at, I was good at solving problems. Um, And then make a list, one more, and I think you'll get an idea (laughs) of where list number four is going to be. List things you're not really good at as they apply to uh, doing your daily tasks and running your business. So I learned very early that I was not very organized. I was I, I was not very good at uh, having things uh, where where I needed them, and I was messy. I, another thing I was not very good at, I was not very good at getting things done. I would always drop whatever I was doing to talk to somebody else about music, or it's one of the things I love doing. I, I very quickly dropped things I didn't like doing, uh, in, in, in in favor of things I did like doing. And so one of the problems I had was I, I had difficulty getting things done. So uh, I think you'll see when you make these four lists that um, there's a lot of correlation between one and three and two and four. Things you love doing, you're probably better at. And things you don't like doing, you're probably not as good at. And that, that makes A lot of sense when you think about it because if you like doing something you're going to gravitate toward it and you'll do it and then the more you do it the better you get at it because practice makes perfect when you do things a lot you get better at it that's what makes a person with a lot of talent in athletics great is that they practice they practice 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 that's what makes a musician who has talent as a musician great they practice 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 and so uh this is the same thing The more you like something, the more you do it. The more you do it, the better you get at it. It's like a nice little virtuous circle. So this points to how you, the business owner, can do one thing to dramatically improve your business. And you can do it right now. You can do it on the day you start your business or you can do it when your business is very young. And the sooner you learn this lesson, the better your business is going to be. And the lesson is... Learn to do more of what you like, what you love, what you're good at. And learn to do less of what you don't like, what you hate, and what you're not good at. This is not a cop-out. This is just good common sense. I'm not saying that your business shouldn't do anything you don't personally like. That doesn't work. I used examples of Starbucks uh, or, or united airlines as, as an example of when something happens in your business that you're not good at you got to deal with it so i'm not saying your business shouldn't deal with it but there's a difference between whether you deal with it or somebody else deals with it you just have to make sure it gets dealt with so let's give you a place to start so after you've made these four lists you can take the first step and the first step is pick something on your I don't like list, I don't like it, I hate it, I'm not good at it. Take something on that list and give it to somebody else to do. If you do that one thing, your business will be happier. And you will be happier. That's my lesson for this morning. So please go to YouTube. Go to Barney Cohen or Barney the Business Guy Cohen, and you will see all of these lessons there. I post them within 24 hours of presenting them live on Facebook, and then they're there on YouTube for all time, and you can access them whenever you want at no charge. Thank you for joining this morning, and I will see you tomorrow morning in Double Yourselves with Barney Cohen, Sunday at 9 a.m.